Hello. Well, that was a weird hello. You were Australian. Why are you Australian? Hello. Hello. (laughs) G'day. Hello. Fish are friends, not food. (laughs) Swim away. (laughs) It's Stories of Strangeness. Already strange. It's an episode. Hold on, I've already said this. 56. Yes. And now the even numbers are going to be mic episodes because we mixed things up a bit. Yeah, because we did our Halloween episode where we both presented a bit and now it's my turn again. confused. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's you. It is. Do a thing. Okay. John Torrington was born in 1825 and oddly he still looks pretty good for his age. Huh? In fact, his corpse is a mummy despite being thousands of miles away from Egypt and thousands of years after the reign of the pharaohs. On May the 19th, 1845, John was a member of the expedition to discover a way through the Northwest Passage in the Canadian Arctic, led by Sir John Franklin. The passage had already been charted from the east and west, but never entirely navigated. The expedition was planned to last three years, and the ships were fitted with steam engines, the first Royal Navy ships to have them, along with screw propellers. Iron plating was fitted fore and aft on the hulls to help them break through pack ice, and the decks were cross-planked to help to distribute impact forces. This was Franklin's second attempt at the harsh tundra, after a failed attempt in 1819 where he barely survived by eating the bodies of his fallen comrades. Somehow undeterred by the possibility of a second course of cannibalism, Sir John (laughs) decided to go back. Franklin was 59 at the beginning of the second expedition, during which, spoilers, all of his crew would be lost to the bitter environment. Or his tummy. Mm, I think he was... Uh, yeah. Looking for a second course of long pig. Yeah, that's what, um, exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, he didn't care about the expedition. He was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Actually, little is known about the fate of the men that marched into the White See? Death. Or indeed the two ships he took. The HMS Erebus, named after the primal god of darkness and son of chaos. <laughs> and wait for it. The second ship, the HMS Terror. Which I kind mean, of speaks for itself, really. Beautiful names. Yeah, um, instills so much confidence yeah. in the expedition. Honestly, going to the Arctic on ships named Terror and Darkness seems kind of like asking for trouble, but it makes for a good story. Yes, well, it is. <laughs> Little documentation was ever found about the plight of the ships or its crew, probably because nobody really fancied retracing their steps into an almost certain death. At least not for a while, anyway. John Torrington might be considered one of the lucky ones in a grim kind of way, though. Before the expedition reached what they assumed to be the mouth of the Northwest Passage, John fell ill with pneumonia, which was made much worse by the fact that their food on the trip came from tinned meat, and the tins were in fact made of lead, Uh. which led to lead poisoning. Oh, gosh. Torrington died before the rest of the expedition vanished and they interred John's body into the frigid permafrost nearly five feet down on Beachy Island. Torrington's body was not discovered until 1984 by investigators looking into the Franklin expedition and he was disinterred with the blessing of his family. Remarkably, John looked eerily similar to the day he had been laid to rest over a century before. Oh my God. His eyes, though lifeless, retained their milky blue colour. His skin was yellowed and bruised, but decomposition had barely touched him. He looked almost entirely intact, as did fellow sailor John Hartnell, buried nearby, who still sported a chin full of stubble and long black hair. Tissue samples were taken, and then both Johns were put back into the permafrost and remain there to this day. Really? Oh my goodness! The samples helped to confirm lead poisoning and added a few more pieces to the puzzle. On September 12, 2016, the Arctic Research Foundation announced the discovery of the HMS Terror in Nunavut's Terror Bay, off the southwest coast of King William Island. Sorry, the the boat Terror was found in Terror Bay? Yeah, I I think I remember reading that the the bay was renamed because it was called something else. 
in honour of the terror okay, that went missing. Okay, because I was going to say, coincidence? Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> what? Wow, what are the odds? Yeah, off the southwest coast of King William Island. It was about 57 miles, 92 kilometres south of where it had been reported abandoned and 31 miles, 50 kilometres from the wreck of the Erebus, which had been discovered in 2014. The ships had been last seen entering Baffin Bay in August 1845. A massive search effort was undertaken and during expeditions between 1848 and 1866 it was discerned that the men were lost, if not the details of their ordeals. Both ships had become icebound and were summarily abandoned, leaving their crews to succumb to exposure and starvation while trying to trek overland to Fort Resolution, an outpost 600 miles southwest. Holy shit! <laughs> I think the odds were ever not in their favour, sadly. Absolutely. <clears throat> Subsequent expeditions confirmed the oral reports of the local Inuits that some of the crew resorted to cannibalism as evidenced by cut marks on the skeletal remains of crew found on King William Island. The British government gave up the shipwrecks to the Canadian government who designated them as a National Historic Site of Canada and hid their exact locations to deter looting and help preserve them. In fact, the ship was remarkably intact and evidence of anchor usage suggests that possibly some of the crew had tried to reman her and sail away. In 2018, the wrecks were gifted to the care of the Inuit Heritage Trust, including all remaining artefacts. Since then, the wreck has been successfully 3D mapped and the interior searched with ROVs. A 2007 novel, The Terror, by Dan Simmons, tells a fictionalised account of the lost expedition, where the crew have to not only contend with freezing temperatures, hunger and illness, but are also being stalked across the ice by a were-polar bear. Were-polar bear? Don't okay. even know. A were-bear? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. The novel was made into a TV series in 2018 featuring Jared Harris as Captain Crozier. Really? Yeah. Jared Harris, he's the guy from... The Expanse. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of other things. And lots of other things. He's yeah. good. Yes, he's very yes. good, yeah. We should watch it. Okay. I want to see a werebear. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> but John Torrington is not the only well-preserved body found in the ice. There's also Utzi from the Tyrolean Alps on the Austrian-Italian border, found in 1991 by a German couple and said to be the holy grail of glacial archaeology. When Ötzi was discovered, it was not apparent how old he was, in part due to the incredible preservation, and also because people weren't aware that bodies could be so well preserved for such long periods of time. It had been a warm summer and other more recent bodies had been discovered in the thaw. Apparently, if you go hiking in the Alps, there is a chance you'll just stumble over a yeah. I've I've heard this frozen and body you, or and you, can't you know bones and, things. and you don't know how old they are. So some people are like, oh, we won't report that because it's probably been seen before. Yeah. And other people are like, oh my god, oh my god, oh no, that's been there for hundreds of years. We know about it. So like, how do you know? If you want to get away with murder, kill somebody in the Alps or a high mountain range. Yes. Leave the body up there. Maybe put it in mountaineering gear or something, and then yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's there's a, a, a meme that always makes me laugh when it pops up in my feed that just says, all the bodies on Mount Everest were once extremely motivated climbers, so maybe just chill out a bit. Yes. <laughs> once Ötzi was properly identified, in part due to the copper axe with him, he was found to be 5,300 years old. Holy moly. And his find became a media sensation. I think I, I, re remember. I, yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember that. Because it was this. like, wow. Yeah. Because didn't he still have some of his food in his stomach yep. and stuff like that? They could Same tell. with John Torrington. He yeah. did as well. That's how they yeah, found out can... he had lead poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, 250,000 people visit the museum in Bolzano where Ötzi is exhibited every year. Several conditions need to be met for someone to become an ice mummy after death. They have to be lost, so therefore aren't recovered for a proper burial. Yeah. The person would have to die on non-moving ice, which allows the ice to preserve the body without crushing it. And lastly, the body would have to stay on the surface for initial freeze-drying before being encapsulated, all while not being found by scavengers. Mm -hmm. So it's actually quite uncommon. 
The most critical aspect is the freeze drying, as without this decomposition would continue under the ice, which has been demonstrated by the bodies of World War I soldiers from the White War battlefields in Sud Tyrol. These bodies are skeletonized with scattered bones, not ice mummies. This is due to them having been inside moving glaciers, which pulverizes the remains and occasionally exposes them to the air. Archaeologist Conrad Spindler from Innsbruck took charge of the investigation of Ötzi, believing that he had fled across the mountains from the south in late summer or autumn. Part of the reason they, they thought it was that particular period is due to some of the flecks of grain on his clothing and also a there was some kind of like fruit like a crab apple or not a crab apple but something like that and basically they were like well those like ripen at the end of summer and the grain suggests kind of harvest time yeah some of Oatsy's equipment including a backpack a bow and a quiver showed signs of damage in a violent encounter Oatsy then died in a snow-free gully near a pass he freeze-dried and then the snow fell and buried the site and its artefacts Later, a glacier covered the area and kept Ötzi hidden and preserved for thousands of years. Spindler's interpretation was not unanimously accepted by his peers, but remains the official account of his story to this day. Apart from the discovery in 2003 of an arrowhead embedded in his shoulder, which shifted the cause of death from hypothermia to murder. Along with Ötzi, there have been other ice mummy finds. Partly mummified remains and artefacts were found on a glacier on a mountain in British Columbia in 1999. The mummified person was called Quede Dain Sinchi. I have probably butchered that, but I apologise. By the local First Nations people, which translates as the long-ago person found. Radiocarbon dating showed that they died between 1720 and 1850 current era. Also, a large number of permafrost graves belonging to European explorers and whalers have been discovered in the Arctic. Despite not being found in glaciers, the permafrost kept them in pristine conditions. Additionally, people of the Pazuric culture from the Altai Mountains of Russia and Mongolia were buried in wooden chambers that were then covered with large cairns of stone. The cairns produced a cooling effect leading to permafrost forming below and preserving the bodies, some of which date back to the 3rd and 4th centuries BCE. Some of the bodies discovered still had preserved skin complete with elaborate tattoos. Children sacrificed by the Aztecs have also been found on high mountain tops in the Andes having been freeze-dried by the environment and Inuit mummies have been discovered in graves made in rock shelters in Greenland. So it seems if you wish to achieve immortality of a sort, your best bet is to be freeze-dried in permafrost for scientists in the future to puzzle over you and the strange artefacts you carry. Well, Mim seems very interested by that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a, a kind of a thought. Mm. So A kind of a thought. A kind of a thought. Not kind of a proper thought. It's, it's just a... It's a, the starting of a thought. <laughs> so these people have been pretty much completely properly preserved how yeah. are they any different from the people who go into those like cryogenic freezy doodars okay mm. will they be able to be brought back to life when when like you know when science kind of catches up catches um, up like those people in those pods i mean some of those people they only freeze their heads yes and they seem to think that they'll be able so why not old oh, what's his face from the mountaintop or Ujima flip with lead poisoning. Yeah, well, I think if you've suffered lead poisoning, the body basically can't recover from that. So, well, how do you in the in the future? Well, in the future, in the future, I mean, anything could, is could, possible. Exactly, in the future, possibly. Who knows? I mean, that would be an incredible thing, wouldn't it? Could if you, you could bring back Ertzi from yeah, that's what I mean. Five thousand years ago now, and however long in the future it takes to be able to do it, and then they just kind of rehydrate him and go. And he's like, ah! what up? And he's just oh, like someone just fired an arrow at me. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's like, he was dead like 8,000 years ago. And then, of course, nobody would understand him probably because... True. Yeah, the language is no, long No, no, because dead. in the future, there'll just be a, they'll, everyone will have a translator in their ear. Okay. And we won't communicate with words, it'll just be thoughts. Okay. And thoughts will be, you, you know, universal. Yeah. 
Okay. Something. I don't know. I'm making all this up, but surely that's yeah, how, yeah, that's how the future tell. starts, yeah. isn't it? Is you that know? how the future starts, is it? So we're avoiding Blade Runner and we're going straight to rehydrating. <laughs> what? No, but the thing is, no, what I mean is... And Futurama's head in jars kind of thing. The future starts, like any kind of progress starts with a thought or an idea. That's true. So how do you know that hundreds of years from now there'll be... Like re- they'll be listening to our podcast in their mind doodars. In their mind going, doodars, yes. Do you know yes. what? She hit the nail on the head right there. Absolutely, yes. I <laughs> mean, honestly, a... if you think this podcast is going <laughs> to be <laughs> what's around, what's her then? name? Agnes Nutter's got nothing on me. <laughs> Agnes Nutter. You have was... to remind me. She wasn't she the the witch that prophesied everything in um, Good Omens? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. What? I can't remember Good Omens. I've never read it, and I've only seen it once. Ugh. So I just know that the Series 2 is coming out soon. It is, it is, and I'm yeah. quite looking forward to and it. I found that out because of Neil Gaiman on Mastodon, because I've moved from Twitter. To Mastodon. Because it's a dumpster Which... fire. <laughs> but I'm like, Mastodon? So Have just... the band not got anything to say about that? I don't believe so, because the band aren't an app. True. It's a completely different thing. If... I'm so... sorry, but if they suddenly made a, an app called Metallica, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, well, yeah, They'd but Metallica like... are famously litigious anyway, <laughs> and have even sued their own fans, which I know, right? I'm so like disappointed in you idea, guys. <laughs> but all right, how to make friends and influence people? Yeah, you've just derailed my train of thought. Now I had something to say, and now it's gone. Was it about Twitter or Mastodon? Yes, it was about Twitter. So, so have you seen what's been going on since Elon Musk took over? I've just no. This is just kind of. We're just riffing anyway, but this is just current affairs. Okay. So Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, right? Yeah. And then one of his amazing ideas for making the company make money was to make people buy their verified check marks. So if you are a celebrity and you're on Twitter, you can get a little check mark that says, yes, this is that person. Yes. Okay. Like a little tick, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's right. To say, yeah, this is definitely them. You are absolutely interacting with whoever. So Elon Musk goes, right, we're going to make people pay for those. Stephen King went on Twitter and basically said, I beg your pardon, you should be paying me. Like, I'm helping to promote your company and brand and by being here. You know, people will come onto Twitter to talk to me. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Yeah. And he said that $20 a month, no chance. If they if they institute that as an actual thing, I'll be gone like Enron, was his quote. <laughs> so Elon Musk tweeted him back directly and went, well, we've got to try and make this thing make money. How about $8 a month? And somebody else commented <laughs> on that saying, uh, Twitter is the only place on the planet where you can see a man worth like $780 billion argue with a man worth $290 million or whatever they're both worth mm-hmm. over $20 a month, which is hilarious. Since then, it has gone batshit. So basically, Elon Musk has said, right, anybody can buy a blue check mark now. So now you have an account called Jesus Christ, which is verified. Excellent. Not sure how that would work, but okay. Worse than that, there have been a lot of people, because the other thing was, he said, if you have a parody account that doesn't have parody in the name, you're going to get banned. Yeah. Right? Because we don't want people impersonating companies so and whatever. Jesus Christ is okay, though. He's obviously real. Apparently. So he said, right, if you don't have parody in the name, you're going to get banned. But he removed the, the, the ability for people to change their names. So how does that work? If you haven't already got parody in your name and you need it, but you can't change your name. So the, I believe, music artist, because I'm not young and I don't know this stuff anymore, Do- <laughs> Doja Cat is a thing, apparently, person. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean thing. Is a person that is an entertainer of some sorts. Doja Cat went on and went, I can't change my name. Please help yeah. Elon Musk. And Elon Musk tweeted her back and went, okay, you should be able to change your name now. So she changed her name to Elon Musk and put that picture of him with the really bad like hairline <laughs> and went, thank you. <laughs> Did she but get the, a tick too? <laughs> well, yeah, she's already got a tick because she's verified. But the, the best thing is there's oh. a lot of people have been going on impersonating companies, buying a blue check mark. So you've got things like 
official Coca-Cola Twitter account, apparently saying, if this gets a thousand retweets, we'll put cocaine back into Coke. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Somebody impersonated the Tesla car company. And I'm going to avoid one of the things they said, because it's really not cool, but it's, it was, yeah, anyway. But they, they basically said, we're shipping loads of Teslas over to Iraq because we are the best moving explosives in the industry. Because <gasps> obviously loads of Tesla cars exploded at one point. Oh, gosh. There was, somebody put a tweet from Lockheed Martin, the aerospace and defense contractor. Yeah. Except obviously it wasn't Lockheed Martin, but it had a little verified tick and said, we're basically going to not make weapons anymore, kind of Tony Stark style. And the stock market responded by (gasps) taking a chunk off their share value. Worse than that was another company called Eli Lilly that makes insulin, amongst other things. Yeah. And obviously Bernie Sanders tweeted something recently that said it's disgusting that they're profiteering off what is an essential medicine for some people and it has gone up by like 270% or something recently since Um, whenever. Somebody made an Eli Lilly account with a verified checkmark and said, basically, insulin is now going to be free. $30 billion came off their company's share value. Somebody spent $8 for a verified tick and wiped $30 billion off their company's so share value now, in a matter of hours. could those companies actually sue Elon Musk? Because he's not, he's got rid of all of his security people, hasn't he? Like doing all the kind checks of, and shit. Yeah. And say... You have allowed this, this slander to happen. To happen. Yeah, this, this, this is on you. This is hilarious because it's basically we're watching the fall of capitalism in real time on a, a website that's just going absolutely insane. Wow. So, yeah, so I have moved over to Mastodon, which is a, a Twitter kind of alternative, which is much nicer and has a lot fewer trolls and has things like you can put content warnings on your stuff. And people will put content warnings on for all sorts of things, like if they talk about religion, if they talk about politics, if they post pictures of their cat, you know, anything that might trigger somebody, you generally go, right, I'm going to put it under a content warning. And then people can choose whether to look at it or not. Nice. So you don't get that kind of anxiety doom scrolling thing where you just see loads of stuff that you're just like, everything's awful. Warning contains feet. Exactly. Or like you could just search for all the potato posts. Yeah. But Mastodon is kind of weird in a, in a way because it's all decentralized. So there isn't one company behind it. Yeah. People set up their own servers and their own instances, oh, wow. and then they all link together. I'll pretend to Now, the other thing that. they can do is the admin of a server can look at another server, another instance, and go, actually, they're talking about stuff that we really don't want to engage with. Like, I don't know, they just seem to be a bunch of Nazis or whatever. Yeah. And they can just sever ties with that server. So if you find servers that are full of people being horrid and offensive, eventually they can't talk to anybody but themselves. Amazing. Because they just remove all the links and go, right, we're not we're not talking to those guys. So they just become isolated and, you know, insular. So it's an interesting idea. Yes. I'm not sure how, what it has to do with frozen people, but, no, you know, it's me so neither. good. Can we talk more about frozen people? Oh, go on then. <laughs> well, you brought it up. <laughs> that is true. Indeed. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what I want to say now. I've lost my train of thought because you were talking about that. What were you going to say about frozen people? I don't know. That's what I mean. I'm okay. trying to think of it because like, it was there. Well, I was oh trying to goodness. hold it in my brain while you were doing your thing. And now it's just, I looked at <coughs> him and it flew out the window. So, yeah, back to the expedition mm. of terror. Have they plotted? Because you said they found like other bodies and such with like marks and things. Yeah. So have they plotted and figured out, like, you know, the, the journey of the boat ended up there and then, like, the people... Because you said they were going, like, 600 miles south or whatever. Well, they were trying to trek overland yeah. To, yeah. to reach the but nearest then kind have of... They, have they actually found civilization? remains of all the people they were no. expecting to find? Or no, just a no, few no, of they're them? lost in the tundra somewhere. So how do we know if they didn't... What if they did make it? Well, if they'd have made it, we'd have known because they'd have reached civilization, and somebody would have been there to tell the story. Okay. The fact that nobody knows what happens to them means they were lost. Love. Okay, but what if they ended up? What if they fell over? Yeah, knocked their head. Uh, all had, of them in, in no, unison. No, no, just the the one, oh, what, just, the, the, the one that was left. Okay, right, fell okay. over, knocked their head, 
forgot who they were and what they were doing and they were fi- found by some Inuits and then they went and lived with them. Could be. Who knows? And but there are no Inuit stories about white Europeans turning up and going, turning up and going can I live in your place because it's cold? It would be cold as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's like this guy going in for a second time. I feel yeah. like... Are you a glutton for punishment? I think he obviously was. He was a glutton for long pig. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, right then, lads. I know you're all a bit larger than the last group. (laughs) He was like holding auditions. (laughs) You're too skinny. Off you go. You'll never survive. You need a good uh, layer of of fat and muscle to survive the... Mm. mm, And he's there going... (laughs) No, that's really disrespectful. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Did, I think enough where, time has passed. I think it's it's not a kind of too soon thing on that. Where one. did he end up? Do we know where he actually no. ended up? No, no he wasn't. No, in the so the, that were the found. captain was was not found either. Eaten so, by the werebear, maybe. So it's literally the only people that were found from it were the people that kind of died before. Yeah. The expedition really kicked off, or I think they said there was a couple of others that were buried on King William Island. Honestly, though, the the things that. We did as as people yeah. back in the day to discover and explore. Like yeah. those boats. You Exploration see, was hugely dangerous. It's, it's madness because, like, you see the videos now of yeah. like the big old ships going through the ice, and they're all properly like you know yeah. modified, etc. And and you've got helicopters going over them to make sure they're okay, and you can see them like cutting like up into the ice, and then the weight brings them down, and it smashes, and all the ice goes. Yeah. And like does that kind of crazy thing that sounds but like these these these, and... these ships were absolutely the height of technology for their time. They yeah. had they had reinforced hulls. Yeah. The decks but... were cross planked to help well, distribute Yeah, exactly. I mean that's amazing. The ice. They had but steam still, engines and screw still, propellers. It's and like, they still got icebound. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, so It's terrifying. I know. And on and literally just to kind of map an area. Yeah. Really, just but to also, say, yeah, we've, even if we've the, done it. And... Even if it was successful, they would have been gone for so long. Yeah. Well, I think they're, they're three years, they said, the, yeah. the, the initial thing. Now, the one of the weird things was I was reading a little bit more about it, and, and it'll be in one of the links that I post as the research links, but they were saying that they had so much coal on board for the steam engine and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, like, it wasn't anywhere near three months' worth. It was like th- three years worth. It was more like three months worth yeah. of coal. And I'm like, what happens when the coal runs out? Stop burning what do you do? furniture. Yeah. Your clothes. What happens? I mean, yeah. you know, it's there's only so but much this you is can another put thing. in there it's like, that's going to be any use. These days, like if I said, oh, I'm, I'm going down to London, I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Because I can get, or I could be back tonight because, or, you know, because it only takes... From here, yeah. You know, and... And then if I wasn't back tomorrow, you'd go, oh, I'm a bit worried Zoe's not back. Or if I wasn't back when I said, because yeah. I can get there and back in such a short time because travel has progressed. Yeah. Like back in the day, I'm going to London. It's going to take me, you know, three weeks round trip. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, she's not back in three weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot we can don't happen really in three have weeks. any way lot- to contact her either yeah, because exactly. you haven't got a phone. Exactly. But, you know, if people are going, oh, well, they'll be back in three years. Yeah. Oh, hold on. It's been three years. They're not back. And then you realise that actually two and a half years ago, they all died. And it's like, it's not yeah. like you can help them. Yeah. It's like... Like, oh, that went badly. It's this whole kind of... It's a really fine line between bravery, madness... Yeah. And, and obsession. And, you know, you got to think a, a lot of it was in a weird way, the search for immortality because oh, yeah, they were looking to make their name. We were the per- people that, you know. And I mean, well, they have. Well, yeah, but and for weirdly, the wrong reasons. I'll say, but weirdly, it's it's the guy that, you know, you'd think if it had been successful, it would have been like, oh, yeah, they did this. Oh, yeah, he died on the way. Whereas now it's like, oh, my goodness, he's immortalised. Yeah, He's the amazing much. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird to think about. Because um, I'm have a kind of a weird obsession with like the whole process of mummification and, and right. all of that anyway because you yeah. know being obsessed with Egyptians from a very early age and also from a very early age knowing that I didn't want to be cremated and that I wanted to be buried even though I get really really bad claustrophobia but like, you're, you're not going to get claustrophobia all, okay so get this okay I I know I know but listen I get really, really bad claustrophobia. I hate small spaces, but I'm also obsessed with fire and a bit of a pyromaniac. But But I would rather be be buried in the ground 
is in one like all together right than be cremated right so it's kind of like this weird crossover thing mm. so like the whole mummification thing yeah i'm not quite overly keen on the whole removing the insides and the brain through the nose etc yeah but the whole kind of weird process that they have the embalming process is really intriguing and just the respect they show their dead as well and as much as you say oh well, dead you don't know but we don't know because okay yeah, yeah. You know, I like that whole journey that the Egyptians have. I mean, if you want me to pull your brain out of your nose, no, if no, you I go just said I didn't, I didn't want you to do that. And what, oh, right. I was okay. going to say, what, what makes you think I'm going to die first? I'm, it's it's extremely unlikely. I just meant in the in the in the strange, you know, in the strange if, if universe. That happened. But yeah, I kind of almost like the idea of being freeze dried. Yeah, it's kind but of interesting. maybe not not like the whole scientific way. Yeah, but that whole kind of maybe. I feel like it's a bit Skyrim. Just take me up to the top of a really cold mountain. Yeah. Pile a few stones over me. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to do that. I probably couldn't do that now. I'm not going to do that by the time we're older. Damn. I'm not going to hike up a mountain for you, I'm afraid. It's I mean, we live in the Fens. It's as flat as you yeah. get around here. Yeah. <laughs> and we never get snow. No. <laughs> we don't need snow. We need frost. Yeah. Um... I'll really, stick you in the freezer. I was going to say, buy fine. a really big chest freezer and put me in a in like a storage <laughs> thingy. <laughs> And I'll write a little note first saying, it's okay, I said he could do this. <laughs> and I'll put it, on my, put it to a chest like you do with like little kids when you like want to give a note to the teacher, put yeah. it to the chest. It's okay, I said it was all right. Yeah. It's yeah. either that or one of those weird bags under a tree. Yeah, I'm quite up for the bag under the tree I don't tree know if thing. anywhere around here does, though. It's quite expensive, apparently. I don't care, I'll be dead, you can pay for it. No, I'll, um, you can pay for it in advance. Can you? Wow, great. Good, yeah. You can pay for your funeral in advance. All that massive extra money that I've got at the minute. Well, this is the thing, though. I find it quite, like, like it's unfair that when you die, everyone else has to pay for your funeral. Well, the, the, the idea like being is that you, you know, you have either life insurance or something yeah. that would help with that, or yeah. you've put enough money aside... Well, my grandparents have had their like they've had their plot and their funeral paid for for literally years. Yeah, years like since I was a little girl, I can remember mum going, "Oh yeah, they've already picked out their plots in the cemetery and yeah. and paid for it." So yeah, it but like when my stepdad and mum died, it it came out of whatever they had in savings, so it ended up that the inheritance was an awful lot smaller than. Maybe yes. we would have hoped for, but, you know, I wasn't really hoping for much of anything. So what I did get was a bonus. But yeah. There we go. You know. Bleh. But, yeah, there was, what was it I was watching the other day that was saying basic, the, the basis of civilization is how, how we treat, treat our dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. What was that on? Were you watching that with me? No, but I've heard it many, uh, many times before. It's like but a, there was, a, there a was basically thing, a guy that yeah. was saying, like, you know, that that's the beginning of civilization is when we started to bury our dead. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where it all stems from is, is how we, how we honour our ancestors and things like yeah. that. Yeah, but then you've got places like body farms, which are like intrigue me as well. They're yeah. amazing. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You don't fancy being one of those freeze-dried bodies that were, where they take them all apart and like you show the nervous system and they have them all in What you mean in like boxes in the, the body, body ex exhibition? Yeah. I don't think I'd like people looking at me like that. No. <laughs> With your ass on display and... yeah. I don't know because, like, because I went round the body exhibition yeah. back in the day, I, and I can't it was, remember if I did or not. I think I have. It was amazing. It was so so interesting. Yeah. But the whole time it was so it's kind of almost on a par with the the monks, the cappuccino monk people, <laughs> <laughs> cappuccino. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> those monks that are really into coffee. Coffee, the coffee monks. Yeah, cappuccino. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. I don't know why I put the O on and the I st end. I, I still don't know why they were called capuchin monks, because there's a capuchin monkey. Maybe it's a place. Well, the only thing I can think of is I think capuchin monkeys have like a black bit that goes around that their like head and then it's face. So it looks like they're wearing a, a cowl or yeah. a hood or something. So anyway, Maybe. you know how when we went round there, it, yes. well, I, I, we kind of... The whole thing was like, I this, found it. This was in Rome, by the way, yeah. listeners. So there's this, we did the episode on it, didn't we, in Minnesota? Oh, yeah. But um, a lot of people won't have heard that. Oh, yeah. So they basically. Don't subscribe to our Patreon. If you do want to, I have a suggestion for you. <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's this, it's a vault yeah. and it is home to literally hundreds, hundreds maybe thousands, I think, in the end. I, yeah. I don't remember now. Of, 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 of skeletons. Yeah. That were, they were bought there, weren't they? Because they were dug up from somewhere else. 
Right. And and they decorated the walls with them. Yeah. And things like hip bones were placed in like almost floral patterns. Patterns. And, yeah. and like all the bones basically they've decorated the whole place with with skulls and all the all the different yeah. bones of the body, but as patterns and it's almost like a kaleidoscope in some things. So you it's it's really beautiful, but it's you you kind of on this kind of seesaw of going wow it's really pretty oh my god it's all bones it's really really pretty there are at least two hundred skulls just there yeah. it's really wow that's a like really delicate oh my goodness that's a it just page. goes to show the yeah. resilience of art because humans can make art out of anything yeah. including other humans yeah so what was the point of that again I don't know you started it yeah but what did I start with. <laughs> You're talking about the Capuchin monks. That yeah, was but why? Did I, st- I started talking I about. I don't know. Oh you were my talking god! About the body ex- exhibition. That was it. Oh, yes. So, so the body exhibition was yeah. very much like that. It was like, oh, that that there is so pretty because it was the nervous system and it's all yeah. like all these little and it's like, wow, that's so intricate. That's amazing. That used to be someone's body. Yeah. That's a that's basically uh, in me right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. But it, well, no, it wasn't that it's in me right now because that I could understand and go, yeah. yes, but it used to be in another person that was walking around that probably didn't realise it was going to end up in an exhibition that thousands of people would see. Yeah, There was actually a whole section of the body exhibition that was children as well, but that was like a an extra bit that they warned you and said, you know, that it had a trigger warning. Uh, yeah. Um, and at the time I, I did, I went round it and it was intriguing, but also heartbreaking yeah i Um, will say for our listeners if you do follow any of the links that i will put as research links in this episode be prepared to see some freeze-dried bodies including that of children and yeah yeah. so so that's not your thing avoid yes but yes it is it's this kind of big reminder that the body is an amazing thing and it's really resilient as well and stronger yeah. than we realise, and yeah, well, there's, we probably there's, don't treat it as well as we should. There used should. to be an advert on TV where they were talking about bits about the body, and I can't. It must have been like a healthcare booper or something like that. And it was saying at one point, the human body can withstand impacts that would dent plate steel, and they showed like rugby players tackling each other at that point. True, but that's yeah. partly because it's softer and it can absorb the impact better. Yeah. But yeah, the human body can do incredible things, absolutely incredible things. It never ceases to amaze me the things that people will do in the name of, you know, art and gymnastics and dance and yeah. sport, martial arts and all sorts of things. So you know. here's a question. Okay. If you were frozen yes, and they were able to bring you back, yeah, what would be the first thing you'd want to ask or say? What year is it? <laughs> But how would you say it? <laughs> what year is it? You want to go, what year is it? What year? No. no okay, probably not, it. no. Isn't that from Jumanji, though, when Robin Williams does it? What year is it? What year? It's from Back to the Future, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, it's probably both. Probably. There's quite a few films that it could be from. Yeah. Yeah, not, not like... Welcome to the world of tomorrow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just start singing the Futurama theme song. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, what What would you say then? What would be I, the I first thing you'd that say was, was, when uh, being revived a thousand years into the future? Are potatoes still a thing? <laughs> yeah, it probably would be with yeah. you. Can I have some chips? I'd be like, you know, have, have we finally had disclosure about aliens? World peace. Did we figure out if Bigfoot was real? You know, all these kind of things. <laughs> Whatever happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste? Did we figure that one out? No. You know, who shot JFK? Because by that time, the, the files should have been released, in theory. Although they probably won't be. They'll just block that stuff forever <laughs> yep. under the name of national security then, or whatever. And then lose it, and then it'll be destroyed in a fire Yeah, Because I sometimes think about the stuff I've seen in my life, and it's been a hell of a time to be alive. Because we've seen things like the fall of the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the death of royals. We've seen recently. We've seen the death of the queen, who ruled for eighty billion years, I think. Yeah. Since the Paleozoic. Betty White. I mean. Betty White. Betty White, as we've probably mentioned on this podcast before, was born before the invention of sliced bread. So yep. sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White. 
Yep. Yeah, all the Golden Girls are reunited now. Bernard Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins, yeah. <laughs> Just the other day, Kevin Conroy died, who was the voice of Batman in the animated series yep. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but but some of the amazing things we've seen, like the rise of the internet. You know, the internet wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Mobile you know? phones. Mobile iPads, phones, yeah. whole, like, just, yeah. Some of the stuff that we have now that we use on a day-to-day basis and think nothing The ability of. To, to make a podcast and send it all around the world. Yeah, yeah. Just Never really imagined this. I'd be doing my own weird little radio show when I was a kid. And people actually listen. <laughs> yeah, and they do I as mean, well. I mean, I don't. Good grief. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> I, feel, um, I feel like we should just end it there. <laughs> What's well, the wrong whole, with you people? Podcast, We're going by. That's it, yeah. You can't possibly be entertained by this. It's right, they're asleep now. It's just, but, just yeah, some, some of the world events that we've seen and stuff, you know, in our lifetime have been incredible and the, the massive acceleration of technology. And then, again... I'll say it for the people at the back. You know, the the US government have turned around and said UFOs are real, which absolutely blows my mind still. It is that, mad, isn't it? And, 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 and no one seems to be, be too bothered. No, it's They're just... They're still bothered They announced about... it and then it was oh, just gosh. like, oh, and by the way, you know, here's, the, here's other things in the news. And we just kind of glossed over it. And I'm like, no, hang on. <laughs> That's, That's huge. Elon Musk is a lizard person who the aliens don't like and he knows they're after him, so that's why he's trying to escape. You heard it here first, folks. Another. Elon, please don't sue us. We haven't got anything. We've <laughs> literally got nothing. So just don't bother. You can have our DVD collection if you like. We don't really use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean, it's carefully curated. There's a few bum notes in there, but other than that, it's pretty good. <laughs> a few bum notes? Yeah, what? I don't know. There's definitely a few iffy movies in there. But are they the, it's so bad, it's good? There's only literally like a handful of movies that are so bad, they're good. Okay. And what, most of one? them are just so bad, they're bad. Like, for example, Ghost Rider, <laughs> which we don't own, but we recently watched for a minisode, uh, which is on Patreon. But that, no, that's not a but, so bad, it's oh, good. That's a so bad, it's just terrible. That's so bad, it made me physically ill. Did you see the post I put up about watching Sharknado? Yes, I did see that. No, I've already seen Sharknado. It was you awful. You have not? Yes, I have. Did we watch it together? Yes. You sure? Yes. I thought I watched it on my own. Because there's I was an like... amazing bit where they're like wading through a car park or something like that in ankle deep water, and then all of a sudden you see a fin come along, and you're yes. like, "Yes, hang on a minute, that must be a flat shark." Yeah, <laughs> one of those really it's a wobbagong. Weird... <laughs> what? A wobbagong. It's a type of shark that you get in Australia, and it's like a, almost like a flatfish, like a stingray. No, more like a, a Dover sole or something like that, but it's it's not. It's a shark. But Both its, its eyes are on its kind top. of on the top, but yeah. they're not. They don't look like a Dover sole. It looks like a Picasso version of a fish. <laughs> but they should have, have just like named that the Picasso mouth. fish. Sharky um, mouth, like with no. I mean, they're, they're not big. They're like two, three feet long or something. Oh, I'm gonna look. And I think they're bottom feeders, if I remember right. But yeah, oh. wobbagong. Nobody has ever heard of the wobbagong apart from me. People in Australia. Is he lying? No. You can gonna, look, it look it up right now. No, not right now. I can't be you bothered. can go onto Wikipedia and go Wobbagong. And I'll attempt <laughs> the spelling not. for you. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Live Googling. That's just what the internet radio show needs. <laughs> Cut this bit out if you want to. Go I might well. I probably Wobbagong. W-O-B-B-E-G-O-N-G, I think. But I could uh, be wrong. Oh, oh! Ah, see. Oh, they do. Yeah. Wobbagong is the common name given to twelve species of carpet sharks. Carpet sharks. Hang on. Do we need to check our rug for sharks? What's going on? Don't, because floor sharks are a thing. <laughs> They're not a thing. Oh my gosh! The nightmares I had as a kid. Oh my gosh! This before what? Can you see that? <laughs> it's like a big smiley face. He's just happy. Maybe we'll put the wobbagong on Instagram. Absolutely. Make him famous. These are amazing. That one. Or her. Or it. Whatever. Gosh, their mouths are full of teeth. Well, that one isn't. Well, most sharks are. That can't be a surprise. (laughs) Look like a a Shai Hulud style. Yeah. Kind of like circular thing. Well, that's a cookie cutter shark generally, isn't it? Because they literally just cut circular pieces of flesh out of things. I know what a cookie cutter shark is. All right. I've I've watched watched the Octonauts. Octonauts. (laughs) I knew that was coming. I found them there. 
Yeah, the and because oh, they don't always look like they're smiling. Oh, such happy little things. They're like the quokka of the ocean. Yeah, actually, they are. <laughs> and there is a picture. You've got all the pictures of like actual them, and then it's the picture of them in the octonauts. <laughs> I was going to say, our daughter will probably know about the Wobbegong because she watched Doctor Noughts a lot. I don't know if they had Wobbegongs. They had the the Humana Humana. uh, 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 No, no, there's a bit in the middle that I always forget. Humana Humana. Was it like Nuka Nuka Aquata? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was a mouthful, that one. She she always got it right. Yeah. Yes. um, Yeah. It looks like they're wearing someone else's false teeth. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures online where people have put human teeth in shark mouths? They're just amazing. Okay, I I feel like we're totally off topic now, so we should stop. Eh, That's kind of of what we do. If you want to stop, we'll stop. Is it lunchtime? I'm hungry. But last time, we didn't do any of the where you can find us. uh, Did uh, we not? No, nothing. (laughs) So... <clears throat> I think we ought to do just a quick roundup now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to say just stop, but I think last time, because that was a terrible laugh, by the way. Me. And now it's recorded <laughs> for eternity. It's because we both. I might have it as my ringtone. Oh, could you imagine if it's just me and you'll be like, I'm ignoring that? And it'll just be me laughing and laughing and laughing. <laughs> and I'll record that one. <laughs> okay. So thanks for making it to the end. Yeah. Again. Yeah. If you have. Um, Let us know if you'd like to be freeze dried. I mean, we can't help you, but just let us know. Actually, to be fair, how people, like, preferences for death. Not preferences for death. How, where would you like to die? No. What? I always think of the guy in, in Pitch Black, where basically he's going to get completely eaten by the, the creatures, and he's just like, I was supposed to die in France. <laughs> it's like, oh, bless you. Oh, you, had you organised that? Is yeah, that he, was, he had plans. He was going to retire to France and oh. drink wine and die. Not necessarily, like, immediately. <laughs> but, you know, the wine wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just do the thing. Okay. So, you can find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash stories of strangeness. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stories of strangeness. There's a group and a page. If you want to talk to us in the group, that'd be great. Uh, us on Instagram as well. Send us pictures. Yeah. Alert us to interesting stuffs. We probably aren't going to be on Twitter anymore because I'm abandoning <laughs> that because it's just... I think we abandoned that a long wow. time ago. Yeah, kind um, of. If you would like... I don't know why I speak so slowly when I'm trying to think of things. If you would like to support us, we have a couple of different ways you can do that. Yep. If you would like extra content for your dollar Woo. or pound or... Whatever. Shackle. Euro? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we have a... Patreon. Yeah, we do. I've completely forgotten the Yeah, word. I could see Patreon it just account like left your brain. For, was it three, three, three pounds, pounds a month? Three pounds a month. Or get, the equivalent in your local currency. Yes. You get an extra episode of us talking more random stuff. Yeah. You can look at time-lapse videos. Oh, she got yes! there. She got there. Second uh, time ever. Ever in two years. <laughs> Time-lapse videos, there's outtakes. Oh, my God, the Lots outtakes. Lots of outtakes, Ugh. yeah. So embarrassing. And our minisodes range from things like kind of similar topics to personal experiences of places we've been or something like that. We've done a couple of movie watch-along commentaries for awful, terrible movies. Actually, what it was the first like, one? No, the first Pet one Cemetery was all right. Pet Cemetery awful. was all, all right. How dare yeah. you? It's showing its age now, but it, it was is, all right. But anyway, uh, um, and there are a couple of free minisodes. So if you are. want to kind of test the waters, there's one on Erwin Saunders' Pixie Hunter of YouTube, and I can't remember what the other one is. It might have been a movie. Find out, won't they? Yeah. Also, we have a Redbubble account which we haven't updated in a little while. Yeah. Um, but you can. Well, I mean, our logo hasn't changed. You can buy our random logo on random things. things. Yep. And there's a load of other stuff on there as well that we've randomly drawn. I don't have said the word random hundreds of times. Oh. Random, random, random. You can buy our logo and stuff. other stuff yeah. on stuff. Yeah. Other and illustrations, what we done, did. So if you go to Redbubble and search for... Zoe and Mike. All one word, yep. and you should find us. We also have a coffee account, so if you'd rather not sign up to Patreon for a subscription kind of deal, but think, hey, you know what, I'd like to keep them making stuff. You can throw us a little bit of change on coffee. And basically, I think the money that we're getting, we're hoping to put towards... A road trip. A, well, a road trip. and Yeah, we just want to get out there and do something that's not in the living room. Yeah. So we also need ideas of where to go on our road trip. Yeah. Well, I've yes. got a few already, but yeah. 
I mean, I've got that map that you got me, which yeah. is amazing. With all the weird Which has, which has road trips on it, it as well. Yeah. So. yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. One day. Yeah. Out there. I'm going to have to look into how much a remote recording device would be. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The money's going towards a remote recording device. Yeah, and fuel. And fuel. And a car. Yeah. Uh, and we'll hurry. No, I know. Fine. I know. Um, anyway. Or we could take the train and then we can record on the train as we're going. But you know there'll always be somebody like next to you in the seat that just decides to have a full like volume phone conversation or like kids on iPads at absolutely screaming volume that I have to deal with on my commute most days and things like that. Yeah, maybe train isn't the best idea unless we go first class. And we can annoy everybody in first class by talking the whole way. First class is normally empty. Yeah. And I think they're getting rid of it. Yeah, because it's normally empty because no bugger wants to pay for it. Because if you you can afford to do that, why don't you drive or fly or... the thing is, like, it used to be... Use your own personal submarine. Occasionally used to get first class tickets when I went from Bath home. So the the bit from Bath to London, because it was like an hour and depending on how many stops there were, I'd go first class because you got... A cup of tea and a sandwich and some biscuits and it'd be nice and quiet. And... I'm going to cut all this out, by the way. Yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but if you bought in advance, it'd cost me £9. Right. Like for a first class ticket. And it's like £9 for a sandwich and all of that and stuff as well. Yeah. And then other days, if I got like a normal one, it'd cost me like 40 odd quid and I'd end up sitting on the floor. Actually, what I might do is just fade the volume down as you keep talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah, going yeah, blah, on first blah, blah. class. <laughs> After saying, we should go, and then going, hang on, I've got four minutes worth of stuff to say about first class on trains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. We're going now. Bye. Bye. Love you.